Welcome back, friends. This is episode seven of Girl Gay Podcast. I'm Dahlia. I'm Allie. And today we have one of my former coworkers turned bosses, turned friends. So everyone, please welcome the fabulous writer Kendra Sertal. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Good. We're so happy to have you. You're coming yeah. all the way from Seattle. Yeah. And we've never been to Seattle. No, never. I, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just messing. I'm just I messing. thought gay people were bad it's in at the U.S., now. right? It is in the U.S., yeah. <laughs> well, tell us about Seattle. We wanna, we, since we know nothing about it, we want to know kind yeah. of Do you really know nothing about it? Like, what's the bird of I the really bird of don't Seattle? know much beyond the, 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 um, the, the needle States. and then Sue Bird. Yeah, that I know is, Sue Bird. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Seattle's currently... Not, it, we're not on fire, but we're engulfed by fire from BC and mm. California. So it's not mm-hmm. a happy place to be right now because the AQI is terrible. Um, but I don't know. It's Pacific Northwest is a very like specific kind of place. It's filled with a lot of a lot of queers, a lot of plaid, a lot of books, and people don't really <laughs> want to talk to you. They're nice, but they're just like very introverted. So mm. okay, yeah. interesting. So sense. like as opposed to New York, where they're just rude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not going to be outwardly weird to you. They're just not going to talk to you. That's oh, right. That's kind okay. of. Although I take back, I don't think New Yorkers are actually that rude. I think no, it's a bad either. rep. It is a bad rep. Yeah. I think it's just like you mind your own business. Yeah. And people are just like too slow. So like if you're not <laughs> like moving, then I'm going to push you. <laughs> <laughs> they have somewhere to be. Yeah. 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 Seattleites. Exactly. We're, efficient. We're efficient people. Seattleites do have places to be, but they're not going to be antagonistic about it. They're just going to talk shit about you behind your back after you pass. Mm. Okay. That's that's how <laughs> it's going to go. All right. Gotcha. I don't know which one's worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have that's to pick your battles. A different way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, are there any queer bars in Seattle? Yeah. We actually have one of there. I mean, there's many queer bars. There's actually literally a bar called Queer Bar. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we actually have one of the last lesbian bars called Wild Rose. Oh, you do? So we have that. We have Queer Bar. There's, there are a lot of, like, gay bars that are, like, three stories high, drag shows on different levels, et cetera, et yeah. cetera. There's a pretty, like, active queer scene in downtown Seattle. Okay. Not downtown Seattle, but Capitol Hill. Cool. Hmm. Well, tell us about the Wild Rose. We don't know. Wild yeah, Rose, I don't know how long it's been in existence. I mean, I think it's been there for a couple decades. Um, she's a little bit of a dive bar, but they do have a pretty epic, like, pride every year because it's, like, super small inside and, like, limited on space. On space, They'll, like, block off the block in front of Wild Rose for pride, and they'll extend oh, cool. their pride party, like, indoor-outdoor. Um, yeah, she's a little dive bar. Uh, owner is Shelly, who is lovely and would, like, never let anything happen to you in her bar. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, that's kind of the vibe of the Wild Rose. Gotcha. Nice. Divey how? Like, there's a jukebox, there's a pool table. Like, paint us a picture. Yeah. I think yes to all of the above. Um, I haven't of been course. there in a second, uh, mostly because of, you know, that whole COVID thing. Um, right. And then we didn't do Pride this year. I don't remember why we didn't do it, but we didn't do it. But it's uh, a lot of, like, neon bar lighting, <laughs> green and red. <laughs> um, like, I mean, you, yep, might, I know exactly you might stick to the floor ever so slightly, but, like, it's charming. Yes. 
it's because it wants to hug you. Yeah, they yeah. just want you to. Want they to just want you to have a good time. I. Yeah. But you know, like for Seattle, like cheap drinks, like mm-hmm. good vibes, and I again, I think they've been there for like twenty years. So well, kind yeah, of an cool. institution. Yeah. yeah I do remember awesome. when I used to go out more on Capitol Hill. Uh, there was a softball team that would come and like do the rounds before ending at the Wild Rose every Sunday. Nice. So, love <laughs> that. Gay shit. It's very good. Softball team. There was. <laughs> was it like a professional softball team? Oh, no. Or just oh, no, no, like no, a no. rec one? Just friends. Even gayer. <laughs> just friends who right. would go to the park every Sunday, play softball, and then bar hop afterwards. Cute. Ending at gotcha. the Wild Rose. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. And like very pick nice. up stragglers along the way. And take them as well. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, are you were saying that there before we started recording? You were talking about like different organizations mm. within like the lesbian community that had like organized events. Yeah, I mean, we can dive into that. So there's a there's an organization called Sapphic Seattle that popped up. I genuinely can't remember when they popped up, but it's in the last two years. I want to say they started mm-hmm. right at the tail end of 2020 or beginning of 2021. And they organ their purpose is to organize queer, like sapphic events. So women loving mm-hmm. women, not essentially just non-men. Um, mm-hmm. Like they are trans inclusive, all of that kind of stuff. They, but they were focusing specifically not on like, just a bar but more like a club scene so they were looking for like um they were looking to like partner with different nightclubs and different like event spaces to throw these events and really be like the facilitators Mm -hmm. behind them rather than being Mm -hmm. like the owner of an actual space and being that like that sort of proprietor and they're 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 definitely still around i think they threw an event like two weeks ago and they're usually themed i think one was like disco cowgirl uh, mm-hmm. one was angels and demons. Like there, there's always mm-hmm. like an overarching theme, but it's more of like throwing club slash like rave type events. Yeah. Uh-huh. What the disco cowboy thing is a huge, where the hell did that come from? I mean, I <laughs> yeah, like seen, that's, we've seen that around over. here too. Cause there's definitely a lot of like lesbian, like, uh, events or like or social groups, like you said, like that throw parties. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I've like seen, promoters. We've been to, um, I, well, we went to one place where, like, they did... I think it was Space, Space Boy Cowboy? Or they threw one. Like, mm-hmm. A theme like that. Yeah. I mean, I think the disco cowgirl thing, I think that's just a a product of, like, the 90s are resurging. And, like, early 2000s. True. Like, it's very yeah. Delia's. Like, that... that <laughs> 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 it, like, it is. Oh, my God. That store. The, about that. The, yes. Those catalogs. <sighs> I was all over them. Oh, my um, God. I would just walk in and stare out. at the wall of, of graphic tees yes. and be like, which one of these? Yes. Oh, my God. I'd be like, which one speaks to me and my brand? <laughs> and my, I forgot about like, that. 12-year-old brand. Yes, I mean, exactly. That's where I think the, like, disco cowgirl thing came from is just that, like, uh-huh. resurgence of, like, 2000s nostalgia and, like, fashion. But, yeah, mm-hmm. they, that's, that's their whole shtick is... Um, queer party throwing right yeah and how is that going what a segue <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I i should preface all of this with i do not know these people i i've never spoken to them i've never been to one of their events i'm not mm-hmm. the target demographic like i'm in my 30s i'm in a serious relationship <laughs> like i my idea of a good night is 
going over to my friend's house, making a cheese board mm-hmm. that cost me a solid 175 and then everybody's mm-hmm. out by like <laughs> yep. 1130. I'm not the yep. target demo. So uh-huh. I, I can't speak to the events from my own perspective as I have not attended, nor do I anticipate I ever will. Right. Um, but in my opinion and from what I have heard, I think there is a case of immaturity and um, lack of accountability happening at those events. There have been mm. multiple accusations against one of the founders who I think is pretty young. I think they're mm. like 25, maybe even 24. They're pretty young mm. and started really this. Young. I mean, if, if they're that age now and they started this two years ago, they started when they were like 22, like 21, oh 22. Like that's Freshly 21. super, super young. Um, there have been multiple accusations of sexual assaults happening at the events on like the founders committing them. Ugh, and wow. the events, the, the, the group, I don't know what you really want to call them because they, mm-hmm. they don't own a space. They just organize it. So like the organizers right. um, yeah. have really done kind of nothing. They released one Instagram story, and it's a story, not a post, so it's gone. Uh, essentially mm-hmm. just saying, we take these seriously, but, like, that's not what happened. This person just was really interested in Hannah, and Hannah didn't reciprocate, so that's why they're saying this. And then they just right. kind of moved on. They turned off all the comments on their posts. They delete comments that somehow make it through. And they have just kind of carried on like nothing really happened. And wow. I don't know what happened, I never will. Nobody ever will. But I right. do know that when, like, you are in a position of power and when you are a proprietor or a an owner or a founder of something, I think you owe it to your community to hold yourself more accountable and to mm-hmm. do better. And then what came out after that, there were just even more accusations. Like, go-go dancers who were at the events were talking about just how, like, overly sexualized the entire experience was. I guess they have, like, make-out contests on stage all the time. One person... Yeah, I think it was at their Halloween party. They were making comments about people's costumes, and the comments involved racial slurs. And they just... Their response was to just delete the videos, not to, like address how or why that happened and how they will how and what they will be doing to make sure it never happens again yeah Uh, and it just doesn't really seem like anyone is there's there's no adults in the room there's no one saying like Mm. okay this is what you have to do to ensure that this this space that you created to be a safe space actually is one and will continue to be one so right i wouldn't say it's going great but, um, but you know, they're still going. They threw, I think they threw a party like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. Well, so how were all of these people who worked there getting this out if they turned their comments off? So that's like getting, like getting the, um, what do you mean getting this out? So like how, how were people finding out that there was all these issues happening oh. if things were being deleted? So that's kind of interesting. So I heard about this. Um, so my girlfriend, Kinsey, is even like less of a party scene person than me and is also less online than me. So it's amazing to me that she heard about it first, but she did. Um, (laughs) I had to try to describe Trisha Paytas to Dahlia this week. I I couldn't do it. Oh my God. I have to do like, Uh, yeah, but this is a complete side note. I truly believe that the moniker of successful relationship is 
one person who is chronically online and one person <laughs> who doesn't even know their Instagram password. Like that is the way to go. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I, Cause it takes me out of it. It gives me a second to not be, you know, so caught up in mm-hmm. the oh most insane, obscure, tiny little things <laughs> like the queen, like queen Elizabeth being reincarnated into Trisha Paytas's baby. <laughs> like I, when you told me, I thought it was really funny. I just couldn't even, I was like, you just had to be 12 on YouTube. You had and to be on YouTube. Then you'd have to know. I know. <laughs> I to find out who she was. Oh my God. I've had, to, I've had so many of those moments with Kinsey where she's like, I just, I don't care. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> fair babe that's completely fair i'll just call Allie then and we can talk about it truly she does she she is the person though she's my she's actually younger than me too which makes it extra funny she's the dad who sends me an instagram reel that was a tiktok three weeks ago and i'm like oh "Oh, no yeah i saw that thank you it's very funny so nice of you for thinking of me (laughs) (laughs) but i digress anyway she Kinsey was friends with a couple of the people who were photographers at the events. Mm. And mm. she was like, hey, you've heard of Sapphic Seattle, right? And I was like, yes, of course I've heard of it. What's going on? Tell me immediately. And right. she uh, showed me these people's Instagram stories where they were talking yeah. about how it had happened to their friends. And apparently the other way that it was kind of starting to go out there was um, people were using Lex and oh. using Lex to kind of like anonymously talk about their experiences and That's then, so smart. And then it kind of took off on TikTok, uh, some yeah. traction of of people posting what had been said and kind of going from there. Uh, Saf- I have not seen, other than that one Instagram story, they have not acknowledged it at all. They're just acting that like... so wild. They're t- kind of taking wow. the, the quote-unquote PR approach of, like, just let it blow over. Um, mm-hmm. Which, they're not wrong. It likely will. Um, right. I mean, unfortunately. I mean, unless if they continue to obviously do, which will happen, most likely will continue to do it if they don't let go of this person that did it. You know what I mean? I know. I don't know if it's like multiple people or just one person that's damaging them all. Well, so what's interesting is the way that they started this whole thing is they would go on Tinder and just swipe right on everybody. And their opening message when they matched was inviting them to the Sapphic Seattle event. That's how this initially... That's so weird. I mean, it makes the lines really blurred, right? Like, you... Yeah. Like, you are... Like, I understand going to events and, like, finding people attractive and, like, wanting to, like, yeah. hook up with them or whatever. But yeah. you're you're at work. Like, <laughs> whether or not you understand that, like, you are at work. You are inherently, so like, true. in a position of power and do right. have a responsibility to the event that you created to keep it, like, professional and a safe space. And if you can't yeah, right. do that, like, you shouldn't be the person who's in charge. But yeah, like it's there is something too. like you have to make it so that it's not just, oh, I want to make a party so that I can go party. It's like you're making the party for other people. Exactly. You're hosting. You're, the you're host. not a, yeah. a tender. Yep. And, and also Attendee. like you like, how do I phrase this? When you create, I think there's something to be said for creating your job around partying when you're in your early 20s. And that is not to say that people can't do do it successfully. I'm sure there are many people who have, but it is a really weird line, especially when you came into your early 20s, even turned 21. Like we, Ali, you've talked about this a lot. Like 
people who turned 21 during the pandemic, like you mm-hmm. don't have a good head on your shoulders with bar culture. You don't really no. have a good head on your shoulders of like how to party responsibly. I'm sorry. You just don't. And yeah. Uh, I'm not, and I frankly don't expect you to, but if you are putting yourself into a position of power and asserting yourself as some sort of like leader in this organization, you do have a responsibility to act like one. And Absolutely. Yeah. I don't really think they are, but they, you know, they are just kind of keeping it pushing. It's, oh, yeah. it's weird. It's uncomfortable to see, but yeah, it is. That's scary. That's it's similar to something that you've talked about before about how femme women get a pass for being creepy. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the opposite of how butch women yeah, are do not seen get as a pass predatory. at all. Yeah. <laughs> they get the opposite of a pass. <laughs> I don't think butch women have a pass on like people hold them to such like an unrealistic standard when they're like quite literally just existing. And right. yeah. femme women and femme lesbians and like just femme presenting individuals in general, I think are looked at as such a, they're just looked at in a, in a softer lens and not held to the same standard as like butch lesbians. And I also just think that they should hold themselves to a higher standard in general. Like you mm-hmm. are a front facing person in the community, like act like it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think that they're just kind of like given a pass sometimes. And that isn't to say that I think like, women are terrible and predatory and like perpetuating yeah. the predatory lesbian thing at all. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we expect men to be terrible like, and then prove themselves otherwise. Don't make it so that people expect that of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what they do. Although I did block them on everything. Cause I was just like, this is so annoying and I can't do it. I have a really, bad tick with like things being wrong I have like a really bad justice tick where I want to like correct things and I'll just start arguing with people all the time and so it's better (laughs) if I just like don't see it because it's really for everyone else because I will just keep going and I don't need to yeah I think there is something to it I don't think that's totally wrong that you fight no I think it's good I mean when I first saw it like they have had some pretty like I wouldn't say, like, significant people, but, like, you know, they've had, like, influencers go to these events and, like, sponsor them and promote them on their pages. And these people have, like, tens of hundreds of thousands of followers on their respective platforms. And I did DM, like, six of them being like, I don't know if you saw this. (laughs) (laughs) Did I have any place to do that? Absolutely not. But I did. (laughs) Did they respond? They did not. They did not. Oh, Um, shocking. I did make a TikTok about it that got uh, some traction. But uh-huh. again, they're still they're still having the events. They still had some like Seattle lesbians at the last event that I saw. Um, so mm-hmm. either people are unaware, or they're choosing to be unaware of it and right. saying, "I am more yeah. interested in this space and partying than I am about what has been said." And you know, people are allowed to make their own decisions, but I just I probably wouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me that, and this is just me being from the person, from a person who's like New York is the center of the universe. Like growing up in New Jersey on the East Coast, it just feels like there's nothing going on in any other part of the entire world <laughs> except for here. I don't know yeah. why it is. I don't, do you feel like that too? Yeah. For sure. I just feel like there's nobody coming from anywhere except for New York or LA and that's it. That's so fair. like, is there some sort of, you're saying celestian, there's like a celestian scene in Seattle, other yeah. than Sedona and Riley Twinkle Tits. Oh, a Sedona. 
Well, they're in Portland. Sedona. Oh, oh, right. They're in Portland. Oh, well, outside of Portland, she's at U of O. Okay, University of Oregon. Yeah, I got yeah. it confused for a second. Go Ducks. Um, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, there. I mean, Sue Bird, Seattle Storm. Um, right. There's one. Megan. I know Sue Bird. Megan yeah. Rapino, the mm-hmm. Rain. They F- own, Rain FC. Yeah. Um, so there's right. a lot of like, there's a lot of athletics out here that definitely make for actual lesbians sorry ladies um but there are like some core people i guess i would say i've never heard them i should preface this well i've never seen or heard themselves say this i'd have to mm-hmm. probably do some internet digging to find out where it originated other than it originated from the big lebowski but whatever um there's a <laughs> there's a group of kind of like influencer-esque um queer women who call themselves the seattle seven and allegedly allegedly i did i have seen it on reddit um Uh but they're they're a group of kind of like influencer-esque people they probably have you know between 50 to like 300k followers which Mm -hmm. like that's a following but like they're not a celebrity and they they definitely consider themselves celebrities and there is a real scene that i have seen here where people really want to be a lesbian um the the which is fast like i said fascinating because to me seattle is just like a a city (laughs) i mean it is a (laughs) like no offense to everywhere else in the world (laughs) it's only because well we talked about this when other people around the world think about cities like in the united states seattle is not the first one they think of no it's usually like la or like or new York. york yeah so like that's what i think but seattle is on that list but like down more i would say not saying because it's a bad city that's just fair like, just not thought about yeah i think but it's funny that you say new york and la because the closest that i can think of that is reminiscent of the way that the lesbian culture is here is la mm-hmm. i don't get it from hmm. new york at all i like oh no i don't think so i think that there's well number one i think there's just too many people like, like yeah yeah like, that makes yeah. sense the pool's real big so yeah. it's, you're going to have to compete with a lot of people. So I don't really get the same vibe from New York. I also think New Yorkers just don't give a shit. And That's who. there are more people who do give a shit in L.A. and Seattle where it kind of like feeds that culture. Yeah, that but, makes sense. Oh, OK. But like, I can see it. Now that I'm kind of like running through TikTok lesbians that I know in my head, they're usually like West Coast people. They're West Coast mm. people. I think it's yeah. the closest that I can think of is the way that like the real L word casts, even though they're all middle aged at this point, behaves when they go out <laughs> in WeHo. It's very similar uh-huh. of like mm. they expect people know who they are. They're very much, like, acting above it all. And there is a similar vibe in the queer scene in Seattle where it's, like, everybody's gunning for that that 15 minutes of sweet, sweet internet fame. Um, Well, I would love to talk, and you you just reminded me about the real L word, that it was in Seattle. No, it was in L.A. No, it was in L.A.? It was in L.A. But wasn't there something to do with Seattle? Oh, no, I was just saying, I was just saying that, did they do something in Seattle? It was in L.A. Was one of them from Seattle? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. No, it's definitely in L.A. because... Um, Is, isn't that bar in L.A.? Yeah, I'm it's... Sure. A, it's the bar that they recorded at. It's the Abbey. Oh. Yeah. It's the right. Abbey. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where Allie's coming from. My up brain is him. scrambled. Yeah. <laughs> no. I cannot keep the West Coast straight. What is wrong with me? I feel kind of a little <laughs> geography stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Seattle's Seattle. up here. And <laughs> right. LA's and then it's like here. way farther down. Like, I don't way know where south. the hell I'm coming up with this. <laughs> no, again, we, so. uh, Granted, you're teaching I'm, us about Seattle. I haven't watched the real L word in years, but it, it definitely took place in L.A. 
But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a lot of it's a similar vibe to that. If, have you seen Tampa Bay's? I have seen Tampa Bay's. I forced Kinsey to watch it absolutely against her will, and she hated every minute of it. I kind of liked it, but Allie didn't want to keep watching. I watched the first episode, and I had enough. Oh, my God. Well, I also know sh- someone from oh, college. Oh, that's true. Oh, do that you? is on it. Yeah, her name is uh, Mel. I'd have to rewatch it to put names she's like to the, She's probably the nicest one, and she actually is really nice in person, but she's like the artist, painter. Oh. She, if you see oh, yeah, yeah, She paints the couple. Yeah, she's a yeah. she's a murist yeah. like person. Yeah, I yeah. went to college with her, and I lived oh, on the cool. same floor as her. And she was so cool. Like she was like one of the nicest people, and um, she was like a painter, and she painted all the time. And then she moved like halfway through college to Florida. So oh. and then she was on Tampa Bay's. But yeah, I don't um, know. So that was like, get- oh my god, this is so cool. Are they getting a second season? I have no idea. I don't know. Don't look at me. You're like, I mean, I would tell I would tell you to keep watching it only because it is kind of one of those shows that is a car accident and you kind of like can't look away. From, I think we from should. I, th- I like like trashy, like not like, yeah, basically it's like trashy reality. It's shows, totally like, trashy. So I mean, I mean it, you know, I'm a huge Jersey Shore fan, so I love shows like that. You'll be okay. Because <laughs> okay. the real L word, the one time I watched it, I was like, how did they get away with putting this on TV? <laughs> this is insane to me. But, oh, my God. And they, on all of them, when I see them, when they pop up on social media, they still talk about being on the real L word. And I'm like, I don't know if I'd claim that. But It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got to claim something. I guess, yeah. Like, Whitney still promotes that she was on the real L word. And I'm like, girl. That's so funny. I would maybe And I'm guessing they've done nothing since. They just party, I think. A couple of them are married to men now and, like, have babies and, like, ju- are just, like, mommy bloggers. Wow. Yeah. Wild. I know. What a journey. What, what a wild journey. What, what an opposite wild journey. journey. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we have an East Coast, like, like up here, like, I rally know. show, like a lesbian ra- rally show or show about Well, lesbians. to Kendra's point, people in New York don't give a shit. I yeah, I guess so. I give a shit. I want to, I want to. Maybe we should start one. Maybe you should. Yeah, just the two of us. There's a lot of cats. like, yeah. there's a lot of queer comedians out on the East Coast. We have but Gabers I... downstairs. Shout out to Gabers if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I don't think of like, the lesbian culture when I think of New York. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is a compliment well, to be totally honest. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, we're the celeb. Celebs- you're the lesbians. <laughs> I'm just gonna start that. We're the lesbians. I think th- there isn't a lesbian scene, but there is like the Brooklyn scene. Oh yeah. Mm. And very, like very the cubbyhole yeah. scene. I can yeah, see yeah. that. Which I think there's are very scenes. specific. For sure. For sure. Specific cliques mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. I could. Yeah. And specific types. But you're of people. You know what? I I like the theory that you said about like it's just way too big. It's just like there's just so many people. Um. And there's just, like, so many different types of people in here. Yeah. So it makes sense. It makes that's, sense. That's what I think of. Yeah. Um, I think, and one last thing I wanted to talk to you about was, I think, speaking of queer people, um, how interesting, and we touched a little bit about this, too, but how interesting it is that we have ha- recently not, n- we've known people and we have friends that, like, started to figure out who they really were during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, and, like either came out as anything in queer community <laughs> but you were just saying the earlier umbrella. too that like you yeah the umbrella of queerness um how like you have no more straight friends because they all are i don't now. <laughs> i have straight guy friends for well no i don't that's a lie i don't know why i, said that. <laughs> I absolutely do not 
Um, I have literally not a single, like, girlfriend who is straight anymore. They all, at some period in 2020, sent the, like, so I think I'm bi, dot, 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 text message. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, awesome. Just, okay. Get it flannel and report back. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. I'll I'll allow it. Okay, I'll great. process your application. I for love you. that they come, and I love that they all came to you, and you were like, "All right, um, yeah, let me stamp this application for you and send it in the I mail. Mean, You'll get your package, your welcome package next week. I know. Don't I, forget your membership, a uh, hundred dollars yeah, a year. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll send you your card. Um, yeah. yeah, congrats. Uh, <laughs> let me know the first time that you move a little bit too fast in your relationship, and then you'll get yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. get your premium card. Um, <laughs> But I, I, yeah, I think that it happened to a lot of people. Um, I definitely yeah. thought it was a trend. I don't know if it's, I think a, a huge part of it was the obvious of like, you're sitting at home, you have a lot of time to reflect and like sit with your mm-hmm. own thoughts and really process that kind of stuff in a way that when like everyone was still like completely inundated with hustle culture, you didn't just have the time to think about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I thought that this was really interesting one of my friends talked about how they were like a very passionate ally pre COVID, but that meant that they were constantly in like queer spaces and going mm-hmm. to queer bars and going to queer events. Um, and just whether, uh, consciously or not, they were surrounded by queer culture. And then when they were stuck at home in their heterosexuality, they realized that they weren't drawn to those spaces because they were an ally. It was them actually mm. like, really needing that part of their community and it kind of opened their eyes a little bit that's wild that's nice i like i like that i I like that uh it's it benefits everyone you know not just like the queer community but someone that's maybe outside for the at the moment (laughs) community but like supports them too yeah because i think i mean i think it's i think a lot of the i'm fortunate that a lot of the queer spaces that we go to are all very comfortable um and homey yeah yeah um but yeah i think i agree with that too and i also think a lot of um i think it's also happened i think everything just happened in the past two three years where like generations are like growing up into a more like queer representation like a represent there's more queer representation happening every day yeah for sure i think it's like everyone's like oh like it's okay to do this. It's, you know, I can do this and I can kind of express myself. And I think it also starts with expression of like your clothing and like who you express yourself. 100%. And then through that, you're kind of like, okay, I, I think I could do more than this. Yeah. <laughs> I completely it's a agree. new generation. That's cool. Like setting the coolness, 100%. you know, like they're yeah. now, we're no longer cool. <laughs> we're looking at like a different group of people that are setting what's cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yes, I do yeah. know what you mean, but I, I also have to laugh at the fact that you admitted that we're just like not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm cool. I don't know if you're cool. I'm cool in a different way. Cool <laughs> to each other, you know, like no, I think we're, we're, I yeah, think everyone I is just like, not obviously not everyone, obviously, but I think in general, younger generations probably because they have been so exposed to a lot of things that we weren't exposed mm-hmm. to because we didn't have tiny computers in our back pockets yeah, that yeah. everyone is just be kind of becoming a little bit more open and accepting of yeah things not being so black and white and into like these like heterosexual boxes that it's yeah. just kind of becoming more widely accepted and less intimidating to uh branch out a little bit and i think that that's yeah, absolutely and I think that's like, part of it 
like having people post their own videos on TikTok made it like, oh, wait, that's a normal person and they're wearing that outfit. And so if that's yep. just a normal person, I can do that, too. We were talking with Milan about that last week. Yeah, last week. normal and quotation marks, normal person. Yeah. But um, I was also going to say, like, yeah, and I think it just takes time. I think people are also like, you know, everyone needs to learn how to use pronouns and this is like yes I, we get that but like it's gonna take time like yeah. people it needs you need a, that adjustment like it's gonna take a couple years especially because there's just also those people that are never gonna accept it and you know what they'll just die off one day so <laughs> like, fingers crossed that's was, my that's my theory is that I they're just gonna, gonna die off one day and then that's that <laughs> i was gonna close it with like a very like schmaltzy <laughs> quote about empathy but i mean yeah they're just everyone's gonna die someday and so eventually, so, like, yeah. <laughs> eventually those people who didn't grow if up you <laughs> with with <laughs> any sort of acceptance yeah they're, they'll be gone yeah they'll be gone so um well you can still share it we yeah like, i mean i say to it, wrap it up i i say it to my very rigid and conservative family all the time when they're mm. just like i don't know why mm-hmm. this is such a big deal and i'm like well it's actually mm-hmm. not you're making it one but that's cool yeah uh just familiarity is the gateway drug to empathy and so the more exposure mm. people get to the things that were once unfamiliar mm-hmm. the more empathetic they will inevitably become to yeah. that thing that's so true. That's a good point. Because I, I feel like even with the smallest thing, like getting to know, when I really get to know someone is if, <laughs> it's funny, I saw a tweet about this today. They were like, um, something about like, I prefer someone to tell me about like their trauma, like upfront, like, <laughs> because like, I get to know who they are. Like, yeah, from the get go. I mean, it may be, it may be crazy, but well, like. Well, we're still dating. So obviously right. it went well. <laughs> but like, um, but like. <laughs> Oh my god! But, um, if you ever want to like, do a trauma dumping on first dates episode, please have me on because I have the best story. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll have you back on. Yeah, um, but um, yeah. So I feel like, um, and that builds like you know, I guess like honesty and trust. So I think yeah, like you said, like people, some people just don't get it or don't understand because they just don't know about it, and mm-hmm. that's not their fault. It's just the society that we were like raised in. Like you know, it is it is what it is. But 100%. Um, yeah, that's such a good point. I like that. Yeah, that's lovely. I get. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you yeah. for and having we me. We'll have you back. I'm dying to hear about this trauma dump story. Oh my yeah. god, it's a good one. You're gonna yeah. leave us on a cliffhanger. She's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, I'm good to go. Me too. Me three. I don't. I never know what to say. At the oh end. yeah. Damn it. This is the worst part. <laughs> well, this is the worst part because I don't want to leave. I, I want to talk to you forever. I know. But we'll be back next week. Yeah, so perfect. have a lovely week and thanks so much. Thank Bye. you guys. Bye. Of course. See ya.